All right, welcome back. Rich Casanova here in our Pro Business Channel studios. On Our guest on this episode of the Georgia Podcast is Dr. Mike Wiener. He's a chiropractor with a passion for changing the healthcare system and also the founder of Optimal Spine and Body. Realizing how many people rely on medication just to cover up the symptoms, Dr. Mike Wiener became certified in a chiropractic technique called chiropractic biophysics. With two case studies, uh, research articles in the Medical Index, and continues to research and document his care to help more people. Through this technique aims to align the spine into ideal positions. He finds that his patients not only eliminate their symptoms, but often get off their medications, which they were dependent on. From there, his goal is every patient living with more confidence uh, in their health for a lifetime. Everyone should have the opportunity to live as healthy as they want. And according to Dr. Mike, um, he won't rest until every patient can achieve that without drugs or surgery. So we're going to take a deep dive into those topics and more on this episode of the Georgia Podcast. Stand by. Here we go. Right after this. Welcome to the Georgia Podcast, featuring the who's who and what's new in Georgia. Made possible in part by Global Podcast Studios, offering podcast studio rentals, production, and distribution. Visit globalpodcaststudios.com. And by our friends at Serendipity Labs, co-working, private offices, and more. True inspiration at work. Learn more at serendipitylabs.com. Now join Rich Casanova, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta and worldwide across the PBC syndicated networks. All right, here we go. As we mentioned, uh, we have uh, the, the local expert guru in the space of chiropractic uh, from here in Alpharetta, Georgia, in our studio. So, uh, Dr. Mike Wiener, uh, welcome to the Georgia Podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me as well. Absolutely. So, uh, we got a lot of ground to cover uh, we're going to hit a lot of interesting topics that'll be uh, of interest to those uh, taking a closer look at their healthcare and their options, uh, and maybe open to some new um, opportunities if they're not if they're not used to, and also um, the business of chiropractic. And uh, as a local business owner here in Alfreda, also a member of the uh, Alfreda Chamber of Commerce and the Young Professional Group as well. So, lots of ground. So, before we get into that, talk a little bit about your story and why chiropractic. So, originally from New York, and then take us from there. Yes, so uh, I've been adjusted since birth. My dad is a chiropractor. Okay. So I always wanted to help people, and uh, chiropractor helped me so much, and I thought that this is what I just need to do. Uh, I went to Life Chiropractic College. Uh, First, I went to Penn State University for undergrad for kinesiology, movement science. Then I went to Life. I loved it down here, and I decided to stay here. Yeah. (laughs) And then for me, I um, really understood chiropractic for myself. When I was 10 years old, I actually I had a herniated disc, wow. which is usually not the age range of right, someone yeah. that has a herniated <laughs> disc. Say, yeah. I was playing baseball, and I was stealing home, and I slid into the catcher. Oh. And then a month later, I tried to get out of bed, and I, I couldn't Wow! because I had the worst low back pain I ever had Wow! Ever. Yeah, so the pain started going down to both my legs, both my feet. And uh, at that time, I didn't understand what was going on, Yeah, especially being uh, uh, 10 years old. Right. So I got an MRI. They found out that I had a herniated disc in my lower part of my disc, L5-S1. That was pinching on my nerves, causing the extreme amount of pain, numbness, and all of that. And, uh, you know, they gave me options, and their options, which was um, epidural. Oh, uh, not good, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was young. My dad was a chiropractor. Luckily, he heard everything but knew that there could be other ways. Right. And if the epidural didn't work, then you know what the next option would be, which yeah. is exploring surgery. Wow. 
at 10 years old. There you go. I mean, that's that's the way. I don't remember that much. Obviously, yeah, my dad right. told me everything. But the thing is, is that not everyone knows there could be a different option. Right. I was fortunate. So I obviously got adjusted. I became a three-sport athlete in wow. high school, uh, captain of football, baseball, track. Jeez. I still play baseball today. And um, if it wasn't wow. for chiropractic, there's no way I'd be even talking to you right now. Wow. And uh, really um, helping my patients as well. Wow, what a backstory. We didn't talk about that before we went on the air. That's, that's dynamic. That's uh, very impactful. And uh, we, we did talk about um, all the – I have a dozen or so feels like family members in chiropractic, uh, my dad included. But I didn't, know, I didn't know that your dad was also a chiropractor. Wow. Yeah, I'd leave some you know, surprise for yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? big time. Yeah, good call. <laughs> um, so that's quite a backstory. And then uh, so you've been practicing now for a few years here in Alfreda and loved your location right around the corner from the studio apparently. Uh, yes, yeah. it's um, it's on the corner of Main Street, uh, Maxwell, and Dvor Road, right next to downtown Alpharetta. All, uh, all that's the place to be. All the all the uh, hip happening goings on over there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's talk uh, science here a little bit. So we mentioned in the teaser in the opening about chiropractic biophysics. Uh, talk to us about what makes that different and the big picture of that. Absolutely. So um, I went to chiropractic college. Um, I went there. Uh, my goal was to align spines because right. I knew that a misaligned spine affects the spinal cord nerves and then can decrease health. 100%. And then what I found is that not all the techniques were actually researched and evidence-based to do that. Right. I went to a technique club and found out about chiropractic biophysics. Okay. I love research because you need to validate and also you need to have reliable data right. to say uh, a claim can do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. I asked them, where's the research? Sent the page. There's over 100 and maybe over 200 articles wow. just on chiropractic biophysics alone. And I was like, this is what I got to do. Yeah. And um, from there, uh, I started studying it, went to seminars, been certified in it. I read all the textbook and literature as well. And, um, and because of how great the whole entire technique is, the whole entire nonprofit group right. that's dedicated to research, and I have two case studies right now, and I'm going to have a lot more as I uh, right. keep continuing to get more cases done. So has this helped yourself as well, I mean, from um, uh, back in the day as well as now, or how has it impacted you, I guess? You're talking about health-wise? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So for me, um, that story I uh, said was all great, and it was. Right. The thing is, is that I, I still felt weak, I will admit. I felt like something was off. No one else could see it. Right. Uh, I felt my low back was always weak. I felt like it was always my Achilles heel. Yeah, uh, like in question. Yeah, like you're yes. hesitant. Yeah. Yes, I always felt weaker than everyone else, but you know, because that gave me my work ethic to always yeah. work harder right. and not let that be an excuse. Yeah, uh, I found out uh, after taking x-rays and everything like that that I had a lot of damage to my low back, probably because of all the sports and sure. everything like that. And then in addition to that, that I had misalignments on my spine and I was shifted backwards. Wow. And uh, adjustments helped me so much and it helped me be the really where I could be right. until I really found out that I had misalignments that were really uh, were misaligned. Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> More than I even thought. Yeah. Um, I was still having chronic issues. I'd still twice a year were having um, a radicular pain, which is pain down to the legs. Okay. Uh, so much so that I actually had to cancel um, um, going to class one time. Wow. I literally had to send an email saying I can't go to class. Yeah. That was senior year of college. So you felt something was up, and then this, um, the chiropractic biophysics was the answer to that challenge. Yes. Yeah. Um, Traditional chiropractic is absolutely amazing. Right. I wouldn't be uh, doing it if it wasn't for that, and it helped me so much. Then I found out through x-ray analysis 
really what the misalignment is through all the research to show what what's uh, going on and right. then also <clears throat> through the ways to correct it as well right. using the evidence-based methods of chiropractic biophysics and yeah well it's a whole body approach you know of um you know what you eat exercise chiropractic uh you get in a car accident you probably need that ambulance to show you get your you know uh, get you breathing again or whatever right but um so the adjustments chiropractic dealt with that but chiropractic chiropractic phys- uh, biophysics dealt with your specific uh, issue and challenge as well yeah and it's um i think it takes um such a chiropractor to the next level okay and usually those are the people that come in they've already been to other chiropractors right. they didn't get the results they wanted yeah and then usually they were coming to me um unfortunately last hope yeah but for me at least i get to see them before um you know throwing the flag well, so, so talk to us about how you feel this can change um, what the early indicators are changing the healthcare model as it is, you know, incorporating uh, chiropractic biophysics. How I believe it can change, like, healthcare model? Yeah, yeah. Really, the reason why I guess maybe the, the more the approach. I think you kind of yes. touched on it. So this is, um, in some cases, the last resort that can change rather than the knee-jerk reaction to going to uh, some more severe mm-hmm. treatment. Yeah, so uh, why I believe it can change uh, healthcare in okay. general is because, you know, the, the principle of chiropractic, it, it is true. If you have a misaligned spine, it will affect nerves. It will affect the tension on the oh. spinal cord, which then will affect different parts of your body, your organs, and your whole entire health. Right. The thing is, is that are you doing everything possible and the best method to correct your spine? And are you going somewhere that actually knows how to measure that through x-rays, analysis, and is doing the best treatment to correct the spine into the right position? Yeah. And lastly, are they holding themselves accountable for that? Oh, wow. And uh, that's what I aim to do. Yeah. And by using the highest research uh, methods to do that, called chiropractic biophysics, um, I accomplish that. And... um, now, because of that, these are people that have tried a lot of different uh, ways, whether it's through diets, whether it is through exercise, and whether it's through all different uh, ways to get right. better. But that no one's been able to look at their spine and actually you know, even diagnose right. the subluxation, which is a misalignment, right. and really aim to correct it. And um, that's why I help people. And then overall, because I assess for this, right. people come in with all these different different health problems, digestive systems uh, problems, digestive issues, immune system compromise, right. uh, allergies. Allergies is big right now. Huge. Yeah. And everyone just, what do you think everyone blames them? Uh, just because I'm in Georgia. Which right, right. I don't blame them for that. Yeah. The thing is that, you know, do you believe it has to be that way? And I believe it doesn't. And that's why people that go through my care, they report on average – after done with treatments, uh, usually 80% of their symptoms they come in with are around 80 to 100% better. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of touched on nerve here, uh, no pun intended, but on allergies, right? <laughs> Is that uh, I, I can't remember early on growing up ever having really allergies and then uh, being here, you know, uh, it would certain season, pollen season would trigger. But now it seems like randomly throughout the year. So there's got to be more to it than just what's in the air, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of reason why people have more allergies. Uh, we can go into that. We can have a whole yeah. I know we can hold it. Yeah, that. maybe we'll do that. Save that for the next episode. Right. Yeah. But the fact <laughs> the is, allergy podcast. Yeah. yeah, that could actually be pretty big because yeah. it's the foods, you know, yeah. and the myths, you know, of all these foods that are be taken uh, taken away because uh, people have allergic reactions to it. But um, 
but is it the reaction and then the chemicals that we're surrounded with? I mean, yeah, that's you could seriously. I think you could do a whole podcast only on the topic of allergies. Um, but Great. let's let's switch gears or, or get back on track, I should say. And uh, just remind our listeners, you're listening to the Georgia Podcast. Your host here, Rich Casanova. I'm joined in the studio today by Dr. Mike Weiner, and uh, he's the uh, owner and founder, as we mentioned, of um, Optimal Spinal and Body, and that's right here in Alfreda. And they can check you out. Just add a .com to that, and they'll find you. Right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah absolutely. Okay, and you're also, it looks like you're all over the social media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, I don't know about Snapchat or whatever. I think we just jumped Not over Snapchat. that one. Yeah, I would I, advise uh, pass on that one. Yeah. I don't, I'm going to leave that for friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No offense to our Snapchat <laughs> audience out there. Yeah. Okay, so, so let's switch gears now and let's talk about, um, uh, you know, what a lot of people think is a traditional medical approach and uh, doctors, as we know, MDs in that medical hospital environment. Um, you know, this, this premise that they're in this authoritative position and they don't really, doesn't seem to be in many cases, not in all, but in many cases that, uh, that dialogue, that two person dialogue where a patient goes in, we mentioned before we went on the air about, uh, that commercial about people looking at a cell phone. They'll ask 27 questions when they go into a cell phone about coverage, battery life, apps and so forth. And, but when they go to a doctor, one, they don't know what to ask. But two, the doctor is seen as that person that's just going to tell you, here's your treatment, done. Don't ask, you know, don't ask any questions. Um, but the patient doesn't, many times they're not uh, aware of what questions they should ask, right? I mean, how, how do you, what's your take on that, that, that conversation that takes place? Well, my take is that the conversation does not take place. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> uh, usually what happens is the doctor comes in. They don't really even look at you that much. Or if they right. do, they just say, this is what this is what I'm going to do based off this, this, and that. Here's yeah. your problem. This I'm going to fix it. Take this medication or this Done. surgery, yeah. Done. And then you say other options. No, this is what I'm telling yeah. you to do. And right. it's it's very authoritative. Um, yeah. There's even some papers that are written actually on that topic of how a lot of doctors are authoritative. Right. Now it's very fear-based. It also makes right. you as a patient feel that if you don't do this, yeah. then um, you're going to you know, get these problems. Right. And it, it scares you. So, of yeah. course, you're going to do that decision. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, the theory of wearing the white coat, right. which uh, they've done psychological models yeah. of, uh, is that just because someone's wearing a white coat, you <laughs> think that you have to listen to them or you believe that they are right and correct. And, and they're, they're, the physician's information could be dated 10, 15, 20 years ago, right? And who's to know how current they are? I mean, it's like I had uh, my car at the uh, uh, auto shop yesterday. And they were giving me quotes on what I needed the belt replaced, but then they asked, I need these other things. I didn't know if I should have other parts and pieces replaced or, or worked on or not, you know? Um, so, um, so it's kind of going back to trusting your mechanic and you have that relationship with that person, um, you know, with, with you and your chiropractic office. I think once they're educated, you know, if you um, learn a little bit more, more about your car or your body, you're going to know the right questions and the right approach. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, um, the thing is that people don't know yeah. about, about, about the body. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so some of that's on them. But you, you, do you do workshops or classes and seminars? I guess right. That's We're correct. Talk talk to about those. Yeah. So I teach a workshop every Tuesday at six p.m. Okay. Um, what I do at this workshop is I cover about healthcare. I cover about the trends uh, that are going uh, today, which right. is really more about it's more of a sick care model. Okay. You, know, you yeah, go to exactly. a doctor when you're sick. Absolutely. Uh, to be healthy, you know, I talk about these preventative um, treatments, which make you sound like, oh, yeah. I must be doing something healthy. Right. It's just an extra visit. 
that's all it is. And then they say you're still okay. And they're right. okay means I haven't diagnosed anything yet. Yeah. Instead of saying, let's see what's going on with your health. If it's 99%, that's not good enough. And let's, right. let's see what we can do to get it to 100. Right. That's more of my model. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned about uh, trends. Let's talk about um, healthcare and, and insurance trends. What are you seeing, you know, um, uh, currently happening or in, in that space? Yeah. So with healthcare, um, people are apparently, or what seems like moving into a, a natural yeah. or holistic model. The thing I want to um, urge listeners is to understand holistic really means that the um, that the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, which means that you don't treat a, a symptom. You don't treat uh, a part of the body. You actually right. treat the whole entire person in general. Right. So what does that mean? When you go to a doctor and they're like, oh, we have this holistic uh, drug. Right. That's just the uh, oxymoron. I have this holistic, uh, oh, but it's all natural. <laughs> right, yeah. But if you're still treating the symptom, right. then you're still doing what's called allopathic medicine, which is um, you find you treat your signs and symptoms by something that will uh, cover up those signs and symptoms. Right. X Y Z, either medication or X Y Z um, essential oil or X Y Z uh, type of uh, natural remedy, if you will. Right. <clears throat> um. I'm trying to draw some analogy to here in the podcast studio. So if we had maybe a, a, a microphone that wasn't functioning right, we just turn up the volume um, to, and rather than replacing or fixing the microphone at its core, would it, right? Find the cause. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk now about these um, the three prongs of evidence-informed healthcare. Yeah, so I really live to this. It's actually on my website as well, and okay. uh, I'm drawn to this because um, you go to the doctor and you're expecting them to know the research, you're expecting them yeah. to read up on the newer types of models. What you said is correct. Everything you learn in school is already 20 to 40 years outdated. Right, yeah. So just in general, what I learned in school is 20 to 40 years outdated. Wow. Which means I had to learn myself by reading newer research articles. So a lot of that can be dogmatic. <laughs> really, so yeah. in order to really go through this, and maybe this help listeners too of what questions they ask, Step one or, or prong one, if you will, is uh, what is the research behind the, either the claim that they are making right. and uh, is it actually valid and reliable? Valid means what they say it's going to do, the treatment's going to do, is doing what it's supposed to do. And reliable means that if you do XYZ treatment uh, through another type of doctor doing the same type of care, will you get the same results? Right. Or if they do it with someone else, will they get the same results? So a part of that is almost debunking uh, what the premise is, right, to kind of t- to tear it down and break it apart. Uh, I mean, we had somebody talking in, in the space of uh, tech tech or technology, and uh, when they build out a new app or a new widget or something that's, uh, you know, they're developing a new platform, they'll have two different teams working on that same thing. One's building it. The other one down the hall is actually trying to break it down and prove that it doesn't work. Is that part of that process? To, to validate and verify that, you know, with the research to prove it, that actually um, does what it says on the paper, right? Exactly right. I yeah. mean, then there should be uh, evidence for that. So, you know, when someone say it, it works, yeah. you know, everyone knows to show me the car facts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So say That's that to a good your, analogy. Yeah. Say that to your doctor. Right. You know, and it doesn't mean that you have to de- decipher the research. Honestly, it's kind of a cue. If they get defensive when you ask that, that's kind of red flag. That's a red flag, yeah. Because they shouldn't get defensive. Right. They, they should, if they're not informed, they should want to research it. But again, yeah. that goes back to the authority of you can't question, I mean, you can question them, but um, it, it, 
it's um, uh, if they if they're not in control, if they're not you know uh, uh, have all the knowledge, then that that questions their whole practice, or whatever, right? Right. Yeah. And then you get insecure, and then you get to see the real the real personality of that <laughs> you doctor. Peel back the onion. So uh, was that one of the three prongs, or what that's are the one. other? Okay, yeah. What's the other? So that's number one. The uh, and the next one is clinical expertise because. Um, Research is great to show evidence. You can never say that it supports a claim. Not You don't do research to prove a claim. Right. Everything is in support of something or not. And um, the next one is clinical expertise okay. because there are case studies out there. They're not highly researched, uh, validated, but they're showing evidence of uh, almost like a story. Right. You did this XYZ treatment on this patient at this time, and these are the results. Right. So – on top of that, the doctor should have either his own anecdotal stories right. or he should have his own case studies to yeah. show that, you know, yes, I have experience doing this. The research does not uh, fully uh, support my claims, if you will. At this point, right? At this point. Um, having said that, at least I know that I've done it in the past and here's my um, real, reason why I believe it will happen, work for you. And the real world um, – I mean, all those uh, those make sense, right? Because you need the the research, you need the analysis, the clinical studies, but also, I mean, the caveat, I guess, or the holy grail is is dealing with that um, that practitioner that knows that they've actually applied this. It's not just book knowledge, right? And they can tell from personal experience. Here's what the result was. Absolutely. Right? I mean, that's probably the best you could ask. Yeah. I mean, yeah. most most clinical doctors, they shouldn't be uh, – they don't have to be doing research. That's right. not why – they got to help people not right, yeah. do research. There's a whole team of researchers that's what they do. They're not right. dealing with a patient, yeah. Right. And uh, so that's why just because – that's why there's three prongs. And you okay. take one of the prongs off or of a stool, um, then – You got a problem. <laughs> it collapses. So that's yeah. why it doesn't have to only be research only. And also at the same time, it doesn't have to be clinical expertise only. Cool. We got a few minutes here left. Uh, we got maybe two more topics. Let's talk a little bit about kind of your business since we're on the pro business channel. Um, you know, what are some of what some of your challenges in opening your practice? What's next on the horizon? How have you incorporated um, you know marketing in your practice? Um, you know, what's worked, not worked, uh, those kind of things, and um, uh, how you acquire new patients. You know, how you kind of get the word out about what you do. What are some of the, uh, the methodologies there? We want to close fi- also finally with. Um, how how do, how would people you know what's the best way uh, how to choose the best healthcare provider for you and your family what are some kind of uh, tips you can leave us with on that um, and we kind of did a shout out to the Alfreda Chamber but let's do that real quick so you're um, um, recently joined the chamber and have been going to some of their events and so forth and 17 seconds or less talk about the Alfreda Chamber yeah it's a great chamber uh, I feel it's very uh, everyone's very warm and welcoming. Um, uh, the people are great. Um, I'm here in this podcast because right, yeah. of it. Nice. And uh, it's it's everyone's interested to help you. And, cool. And uh, they have great events. Uh, tonight they have one wind up yeah. Wednesday. I saw that. I might be popping by for that one. Oh, was, really? I'm supposed to be back in Buckhead, but I might I might stay over after class. Yeah. Yeah, you should. <laughs> it's that Farrow's. Yeah, I saw it online. Farrow's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Farrow's. Yeah, yeah, it's somewhere. a restaurant. So, yes, and I love it. Uh, I highly recommend joining. 
and you're uh, also uh, recently involved in the Young Professional Group, but you've had to step away for about the last seven weeks or so. Yes. <laughs> you've been preoccupied. Uh, yeah, you have an announcement, a, a scoop for us? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just a little bit. Uh, yeah, I just recently had uh, a baby boy. Uh, Congratulations. Uh, thank you. He's amazing. Um, you know, it got me a lot more focused on to what's, yeah. what's important in life. Right, right. And, um, yeah, and because of that, I have not done as much external marketing. Right. But having said that, um, I still love uh, going to chamber events and all of that. And uh, the newer young professional group is anyone under the age of 40 or if you just have a young spirit. Okay. Uh, nice. It's called I like that. Alpha, Alpha Professionals. Nice. Um, okay. So um, switch a little bit to business. So uh, why did you – you know, what do you want to talk about in terms of um, – uh, what are, well, just tell us some of your, your challenges and your wins from opening your practice, right? What are some things unexpected like, hey, geez, I don't know how to deal with that. He's, he's actually scratching his head right now. Yeah. So what were some of the, um, the challenges and so what are some of the wins? We could probably have another podcast yeah, okay, yeah. on this one too. <laughs> uh, so challenges uh, is that you can't be in control of everything. So yeah. guess what? Everything goes wrong. Okay. That's out of your control. <laughs> right. What does that mean? Um, everything, you know, putting up the X-ray uh, machine. Yeah. Because then I want to. I did everything I was supposed to do, but then the person uh, I found out later I needed to get uh, this type of certification. But this certification would take this long, and then I check up on them, and they were behind on that. Right. And then because of that, then this, it shows off your whole sequence. Yes. Now that's the same. That's for everything. Sure. Like everything that could go wrong outside of my control right. went wrong um, for Medicare I'm still having problems with that yeah. because my number was linked into my previous practice oh. and no one told me about that right, yeah. and I want to deal with the government those surprises can, yeah that can take some time um, so that happened I'm still dealing with that yeah. um, a lot of uh, insurance uh, goes out of my control codes and all that stuff yeah mm-hmm. so what about what are some of your wins between your uh, staff or your patients or just the reception from the community that kind of thing yeah uh, wins is that uh, people really they crave what I have and want it, and yeah. it's amazing to see. You know, I created an, in my mind this uh, what I wanted patients to feel and experience, and right. uh, you know, I always would close my mind and uh, eyes, sorry, and uh, think about um, what my office would be like, what it would be filled, with, what kind of patients it would be, right. and all of a sudden they came, and mm-hmm. it's it's a huge win when you see people that are under care and they're like, I really want a lifetime of health. Yeah. And it's like, that's my model. I, people come in, they're like, I want you to check my child. So you, you created um, in your mind this optimal, right? Yep. <laughs> and that choice wasn't by accident or that name, right? Absolutely. And then uh, she created in your mind and now it's reality. That's, congratulations and kudos. That's, for, that's really awesome. Um, okay, so our last uh, question or topic is, talk to us about um, – um, you know, how, what are some tips or uh, advice you'd give people in choosing the best healthcare provider for, the, for them and their family? What, yeah. what, what should they look for, I guess? Yeah. Here's this don't just choose it because of your insurance. Okay. That's what everyone does. Right. So what they do is they go, um, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, XYZ doctor, near yeah. me. And then, oh, this is the nearest one. Let me pick it and yeah. be done. Really, that's obviously if insurance you want, you want to do that. Sometimes there's some out-of-network benefits that would be beneficial for you. Think of insurance as a way to pay or help pay for some services. Right. Um, you shouldn't choose a doctor based off of that. You should choose a doctor based off of their website. <laughs> if, did they update it? Right. Uh, do you agree with their philosophy? Yeah. Call them up. How does a reception person sound? Yeah. Are they happy there? Right. If they don't sound happy, then why would you be happy there? Yeah. Um, that's a good, that's a, 
That's a great observation. Little things like yeah. that. Uh, you should look into doctors that uh, say words more individualized. Um, you should look in the doctors that talk about uh, – if you look on the website, they shouldn't just be talking about how they have different insurance plans and they take all this because that means that they're just trying to get you because they want their insurance. Right. You should have people that actually want to talk to you about their care. They should have people that are open to listen to you. Yeah. You should also have someone that would be open to at least doing either a phone consultation or even a, a consultation visit. A visit. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be this a deep health history. It can just be connecting and uh, then and ask and then from there, ask the questions I said. What's the research on your claims? Uh, do what is your experience with uh, these types of problems? What is your philosophy on health? If they can't answer off the top of their head, then why would you go to them? Yeah, uh, those are those are excellent points right there. And I think what it uh, summarizes is um, visit a few, do do some of your own research. And um, and not just go to uh, the insurance as just it checks a box, right? But uh, find where you're comfortable and you feel a connection because um, you're going to be spending some time and you're putting uh, your most valuable resource in that person's hands, right? Or in the, or in that relationship, right? Because it's it's a two way street. But um, yeah, th- those are awesome. All right, well, Dr. Mike, um, thanks for taking your time here in the studio. We enjoyed it. Um, a shout out to the Alfreda Chamber of Commerce and the young professionals. And uh, once your uh, baby gets up and running, <laughs> you'll be a little bit more active, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, I still am. I don't let it be uh, my excuse at yeah, all. Right, right. But, uh, <laughs> I will like it's. You know, I want to make sure I'm there for for my wife too. So. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Thanks again, uh, and uh, stay tuned to the next next episode of the Georgia Podcast. Uh, we'll see you then. On behalf of the Pro Business Channel, we thank you for listening to the Georgia Podcast, featuring the who's who and what's new in Georgia. Made possible in part by Global Podcast Studios, offering podcast studio rentals, production and distribution. Visit globalpodcaststudios.com. And by our friends at Serendipity Labs, co-working, private offices, and more. True inspiration at work. Learn more at serendipitylabs.com. Join Rich Casanova for the next Georgia podcast and download on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more.